Mega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined, as always, by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you doing today? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. It's been uh, a pretty regular kind of week, you know, just kind of a little busy with work lately, but otherwise, you know, trying to game here and there and, and take things as easily as I can. Nothing too crazy on my front, nothing very exciting, unfortunately. Uh, what about you, man? Oh, man, I've had a heck of a day. I've, uh, you know, tons tons of kinks and things to work out in this new house of mine, including my uh, my podcast setup. So, uh, you know, trying to, trying to nail that down so, you know, this thing can sound as good as it can. So... Bear with me, while uh, all you all you loyal Metroid listeners out there. Other than that, um, I can't complain too much. I can't complain too much. It's finally starting to feel a little festive, a little seasonal, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm all about that. And and maybe, you know, maybe kind of seeing some light at the end of the tunnel that this uh, this 2020 year has been. So, uh, yeah, you know, all things considered, um, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. That's good, man. You know, it's it's crazy that I know. I feel like we've said this so many times. It's crazy. It's this. It's crazy. It's that. But it is really wild that it's December 7th right now. The fact that it is now closer to March 2021 than the previous March is insane to me. It's been a wild year. I'm glad everyone yes. kind of – I hope everyone's been sticking with us the best they can. And uh, the, the, the nightmare continues. As we roll yeah. into 2021, time is just a construct, so it doesn't end until it's over. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any high hopes for the next year. Uh, I hate to be, uh, to be that guy, but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, hopefully things turn around for the better soon. Uh, hope, yeah. Hopefully, you're just dead wrong. I'm really. Hoping I you hope are. I am, and too. I'm sure that you are. Yeah, too. Um, all right. Well, let's let's get to some fun stuff here. We yes. kind of got a smorgasbord of, of things to cover here today on the Omega Metroid podcast, which is actually kind of fun because I like just kind of jumping around into what's topical and what's happening and uh, lots of the the different rumors um, that are swirling around. Um, I guess you know let's uh, let's just kind of pick one to start with here, and maybe the most apropos, the cr- the craziest one. I think that uh, we should just start with is this new galactic federation that uh, apparently there's an alien civilization calling themselves a galactic federation. And this is real life, folks. And they've supposedly been in contact with uh, Israel and the U.S. for years. And they're keeping themselves a secret to prevent mass hysteria until humanity is ready. This was uh, this was an article published that uh the i just had the pleasure of reading you just shared with me if this doesn't seem like federation force i don't know what does i am i i see yeah this is an episode where i'm like wow there's so much news to talk about i feel like this is the most news laden episode we could possibly have and what better way to start off with than a literal galactic federation So yeah, Federation Force. We did a pretty. We've done some coverage on it. And I think the we're getting we're putting Federation Force over a bit. I think people are kind of catching on to it, and now it's becoming a little cooler. Uh, I can't think of any other sci-fi properties that also have a Galactic Federation. I'm sure Metroid isn't the first, isn't the last. I'm sure there are some other ones that like also have a Galactic Federation, and the fans of those franchises are like, oh, it's not Metroid. Uh, it's actually, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of some sci-fi property 
And I can't think of one, so that, there you go. Maybe there's just Metroid. But anyway, yeah, this was something reported by the Jerusalem Post and saying apparently the, the former space security chief of Israel saying that the you know aliens have been in cooperation and talking to humans with an underground base on Mars that have American and alien representatives. And apparently this is why the Space Force might have been created. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, there's so many things going on in 2020. I feel like, why not? Aliens, I think aliens haven't really yep. gotten a fair shake this year. There's, there's been, it's been a very overbooked year, right? Like, remember how there were the killer hornets? Like, there were going to be some killer wasps or something coming into, like, North they America. They didn't even get, like, yeah, they didn't even get their 15 minutes of fame. That's what I'm saying. It was, so like, a day. It was, on. like, a week at tops, maybe. And then just everything moved on from there. It was, like, wow, like, that's... You know, we haven't even we didn't even get clowns this year. Like so much has happened in 2020 that aliens didn't even really get their kind of time in the spotlight. So I appreciate that we're getting a little bit of that to round out the year. So I, I think plot wise, I think this is a good it, it's a good detour, right? Before things really go off the deep end, you know, the narrative needs you know, gotta you know let things build up a little bit again before it really goes you know off off the cliff. And I think Aliens is a good way to do that, to kind of, you know, keep the pace in check. I think this is cool. Yep. Galactic Federation being a real thing, who knows what else is real, you know? I love this, man. It, it fits right in with the vibe of 2020. But, you know, hold on for a second here. Imagine that this is true, okay? Imagine <laughs> okay. that this is true. So this means that, A, there are other life forms in this universe, which is sweet. B... We've figured out a way to communicate with them, which is sweet. And C, they are open to working with humanity, which is sweet. This is really good news all around. So I'm about this. I don't know. I'm reading this. I'm reading this article, and they're saying that the Galactic Federation apparently stopped this information from being revealed because they didn't want humanity to like. They didn't want mass hysteria because they feel like humanity needs to evolve and reach a stage where we'll understand what space and spaceships are. Like they don't think very highly of us. Like what's to say this Galactic Federation, you know, is really just doesn't even care enough to come over here and just like stomp us out, but easily could if they wanted to. I don't know. This isn't good. This I'm in, I'm on the side of like if aliens exist, like we get bodied if they even like we suck on like in terms of the space like metagame, right? In terms of other species existing in the galaxy, humans like we've barely gotten to the moon and like other parts of our galaxy. Like other aliens would destroy us in a one v one. So um, I don't know. I think it's all a front. Once they want to turn on us, that you know they'll they'll decide to. It'll be all over. Except except maybe for us Metroid fans, who are shown to be open you know towards other you know species in the galaxy i guess not because actually we like samus and samus like yeah. spends a whole game exterminating a, a specific species so i don't know maybe say, we're actually either, screwed this is either going to be like really a cooperative partnership or we're going to finally get the plot of metroid 5 in like real life this is the plot One of, of the metroid two. 5 yeah this is how yeah. it starts yeah um so yeah you should check that out it's at uh it's over at the Jerusalem Post. I think that uh, one of our one of our followers tweeted it out over on Omega Metroid. Um, I'm sure it's not hard to find. So you should go read this. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, all right, let's uh, let's kind of jump around here. And uh, Dak, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Nintendo because they okay. are uh, they're a little bit. 
They're a little bit under fire from a small but vocal section of the internet about, you know, their their cease and desist practices and their protection of their IP. And, um, you know, we, we kind of had a little bit of an exchange earlier today. Like, I, I tweeted out something to the effect of, like, and, and I'm not, I just want to preface this too with, like, I, I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses for Nintendo. And I'm also not really involved in any, like, I'm not really involved in any competitive kind of uh, scene or anything like that. And I know that you are much more than I am. So I wanted your opinion, but I also, um, I, I, you know what, Dak, I just, I want your opinion <laughs> and then I'll add mine after. Okay. So specifically on like the cease and desist stuff? Well, like... I, and you know what, actually, let me back up here. Let me make sure that I have the timeline of events here correct. Because the, the latest outcry really started uh, last week or the week before when Nintendo um, basically sent a cease and desist to a group of uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee players because they had modded Melee so that they could play it from a socially distant uh, place. Is that correct, more or less? Yeah, so there's something called Slippy, which is like, you know, for all intents and purposes, it's a mod of, of Melee that you would use. You play Melee on, like, you know, emulated version on your PC, Right. And Slippy allows you to play Melee like online with people, on you know, without because Melee for the GameCube isn't online enabled, and without being able to play you know locally with people during the pandemic, Slippy got really popular. It was already a pretty popular thing before COVID, but it obviously it jumped considerably when local tournaments stopped happening because it was the only way for people to really play Melee, and it's really right. well done. Like the connection is is much better than Ultimates net code and it's made by one person who even like quit their job to essentially run the whole thing so, so it's a very wanna... like it's like a well like kind of like grassroots kind of you know built thing and then it was right. used it was going to be used for a tournament called the big house which is one of melee's you know annual majors so to speak it's one of the major tournaments of the year um and obviously it's not happening in person because of covid so the big house is going to happen using slippy Big House got uh, cease and desisted by Nintendo because they were using the Slippy mod to make you know the tournament happen, and so they had right. to cancel. And I, and I the want to keep my timeline kind of going here. And, and again, correct me if uh, if I'm mistaken, but they they were served the cease and desist, and um, basically they defied that and went ahead with the tournament anyways. Is that correct? As far as I know, it looks like they. Like they tried to, I'm not, I'm not sure on the specific details, but I know it seems like they were told not to do it. Like, hey, don't do this, and they were like, well, we're gonna run the tournament anyway. They got C and D, or they were just like they announced that they were running it with Slippy. They're running the tournament, and it got ceased and desisted. I don't remember the exact specific details, like whether or not they truly knew, like in the background, like the tos. But I think they were, you know, they tried to work with Nintendo. And tried to like you know make it get the all good, and they didn't really get it, so they tried to run it anyway. And then Nintendo sent them to C and D. Right, and and that obviously sparked the whole free melee campaign. Uh, there was mm -hmm. supposed to be a Splatoon event that I think was going to be live streamed, and I believe it was hosted by Nintendo. But then they decided that they weren't going to live stream it because everybody there essentially was wearing free melee T shirts and like. And all the top teams dropped out, so they've been catching some flack over that. Yeah, um, there so was there some... was 
Go ahead. No, yes. So yeah, there was the yeah, there was the Splatoon. They jumped in with the free melee thing, and there's all there's been a connection between competitive Smash and competitive Splatoon since Splatoon was you know announced and came out. A lot right. of people there's you know, there's been overlap between the communities. Splatoon showing up at Smash tournaments as well. Um, so they were you know in solidarity showing support for the Smash community. Especially because Splatoon also is kind of plagued by a lot of the same like lack of support stuff from Nintendo a lot of the time, like in terms of prizes and availability of tournaments and the actual development of the game in terms of like the netcode and all that. And so they were in solidarity with the melee players. A lot of the teams and like the players had like free melee or some kind of variation in their team name, which right. resulted in they wouldn't be able to stream it essentially unless they wanted to have all those team names and players on stream. So they canceled the stream. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of the teams dropped out. They ended up playing in this, you know, community grassroots invitational uh, called the, uh, I think, the Squid House. Obviously, the play on the big house. And it ended up growing to, like, a $25,000 prize pool, like, fed by the community in, like, 24 hours. Really crazy. Really awesome. Shout out to the Splatoon community. They're awesome people. Right. And, uh, yeah, so that was a whole big thing, too, like, further jumping in on the, the free melee wave. And so, I guess the... Uh... The third piece of the puzzle here is they uh, they recently sent out a cease and desist to someone that was making uh, custom Joy Joy-Con skins, I believe. I think it was just skins, and they were for um, I think in memory of a YouTuber named Itika, and uh, obviously people weren't very happy with that either. I and I think that whoever was making them was selling the proceeds or, or was sorry donating the proceeds to a charity, if I have that right. Yeah, the Etika Joy-Cons were C and D. Yeah, the, they were C and D because I, I assume because they are using like the Joy-Con or Nintendo imagery. That one just seems like coincidentally happening around the same time, right? Like right. it's unrelated to the free melee stuff, but it's also a C and D, and it's for something that was for, um, you know, related to Etika, who passed away, and for you know, a charitable cause, right? And not not making any kind of profit right off of the, the property, which might be arguable in other cases, but, you know, that's something where, like, okay, like, there's no way, like, they're not profiting off of the, the, the Nintendo IP, so why, like, there's no way you could be making, you know, missing out on profits here, Nintendo, that kind of deal. And, and it happening, coincidentally, around the same time as all of this, you know, fed into the already stoked fire, you know? Right. So... My my thing is, it like, I kind of feel I, I have two different levels of response here because, like, I, I mean, in generally speaking, I'll just say this as a blanket statement. I, I think that Nintendo is, is probably too overprotective of their IPs. Um, and they, if they were a little bit more rigid, a little bit more willing to compromise, and a little bit more um, flexible, they would have a better public image. I, I do I do understand though why why they're doing it and I think that so part of part of the thing that I'm reading online is like you know there's a lot of people that are absolutely furious with Nintendo and and to me I guess my whole thing is like you know what I I understand why people are disappointed in this move but I also like as an outsider you know I'm I'm just like well what did you expect like. Nintendo is notorious for doing this. They, you know, look at AM2R. Like, when you started that project, you had to know that eventually Nintendo was going to come after you and, and demand that you shut down 
this project. And we've seen that in Pokemon. We've seen that. Uh, we've seen that everywhere. We've seen that in Zelda. Um, Nintendo is very, very, very protective of their IPs. So, like, part of me is like, is like, what did you expect when you started this project? And and I don't understand the the outrage every time it happens like again and again i think that because the intentions were really good about this slippy mod and, and for the etika joy cons that you know the intention obviously wasn't to take anything away from nintendo but like at the same time i feel like if you're going to protect your ip in one case you have to protect it in every case otherwise it's never going to work so like i i kind of felt like i was defending them a little bit and that wasn't necessarily Licking the boot here, Andy. Licking that boot. Tasty, well, isn't it? I mm. just like I can see I can see both sides, you know? Like I uh, well I think alright, so I think it's a, a multifaceted thing here, but my my biggest sticklers on it is uh number one, I some of the best things in gaming have come through mods. Like you wouldn't have like Counter Strike, Dota, uh, so many huge franchises exist because they were modded from other games. Or other games have like their their community has grown or long last longer because mods came out. Uh, so many other companies have handled this same situation so much better than Nintendo that it's 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 hard to be like yeah, but you know I, I understand what they're saying. Like what else are they supposed to do? Like it's not like Valve has any trouble managing their IP because some people mod you know uh, have Gary's mod or mod Half Life or mod Counter Strike. It's not like they can't also protect the imagery of those games and the property itself from some other company would want, that would want to use it, right? Like there's a, a an easily a you know a balance that could be met and has been met many times before. I don't think that the the notion that just because they have to defend a copyright in one area means they have to defend it everywhere is, is necessarily true because I don't think it is. Um, second, uh, it's just it seems so unnecessary because it's like. They feign this, oh, we support the the players, like, we love their passion for the games, but at the same time, they C&D this kind of stuff, and don't work with the community to try and, like, make things better. Like, the reason the stuff's being modded is because Nintendo has, like, crappy net code for Smash, or they don't support the community, actually. It's not like, you know, it's coming from a need, right? It's not because, like, people are just trying to screw Nintendo out of their money. And in the case of, like, AM2R, I mean, AM2R was in, was being developed for, what, 10 years? I don't really think the guy, you know, the guy making it was anticipating that Nintendo would necessarily see and D it 10 years prior. Because I think everyone kind of had a, maybe, he maybe had a better idea of what Nintendo could be acting like 10 years in the future, right? Like, didn't expect it would really come to that. And at the same time, I don't think it should. So that's why people you know, respond the way they do every time this thing happens, the CNDs happen, because it shouldn't be this way. And the only really way to challenge it is if you do this kind of stuff and be like, hey, you know, CND me if you're really going to, and people are going to, you know, be up in arms about it when you do. Otherwise, it, it doesn't change, right? So, I mean, when Melee was initially CND'd, or Evo was CND'd from having Melee on their streams back for, you know, Evo 2013, whatever it was, uh, that only got changed because... The whole internet, you know, freaked out about it for 28 hours, right, or whatever, 24 or 48 hours, um, and then it go, and it got changed. So and the, and they were able to stream it. So it's it's kind of like yeah, like obviously they should know that Nintendo is going to respond this way, but they shouldn't be responding this way. And the outrage is what helps change things. You got to do something about it, and you got to be able to react and let people know, hey, this isn't all right. Like this isn't cool. Like I get they want to protect their IP, but like how is this really? How is not letting a big house, big house online run, or 
uh, AM2R exists. Like, how is that really hurting Nintendo's products? And 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 the thing is with AM2R is at least they made Samus Returns, right? At least they made their own Metroid remake. There is no online melee for people, you know. Um, there is no like official Etika charity Joy Cons, whatever it is. So like they're filling a demand that's there that Nintendo isn't filling, and for some reason refuses not to. So yeah, I think it's multifaceted, but I really don't think it's an, at all necessary for them to be doing any of this C&D stuff. I think it's so archaic every time they do it. And so are the many other companies show time and time again that you can handle this situation so much better than how Nintendo does it that I really can't feel at all bad for them when everyone gets mad at them for doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... I, I mean, I don't feel bad for them, for sure, for Nintendo. Like, it's... I mean, you're right. It's not like they're taking... Maybe you could argue in the case of AM2R specifically that game might have decentivized people to pick up Samus Returns. But, I mean, that's kind of a, a fluke scenario. I mean, you know, they, obviously they're not making Super Smash Bros. Melee online, right? So, like, uh, I understand the outrage. I guess my thing is, like, you know what, maybe maybe they shouldn't react that way, but they do, and people know that they do. And, like, if I were if I were a modder, like, I would I wouldn't even touch Nintendo stuff because I know that all my hard work is going to basically get, like, flush down the toilet the second that nintendo comes yeah. calling with their i guess it's easy to stuff. say that though but like when your favorite games are nintendo games and everyone you play with are passionate about a game and its community it's you know it's hard to just be like well i'll just work on sure. something else you know and you know what? maybe therein lies the difference between a nintendo and a valve because like nintendo has the most famous gaming ips you know in, in video games right like by and large they have the most famous and probably the most worked on so I mean, yeah, it's a it's a multifaceted kind of an issue. It's it's probably an issue that's not going to change. Um, I saw someone today. I think you responded to him actually, Dak, say that like Nintendo needs to make a statement or something. They're not going to make a statement. I'm sure they're not. Oh, absolutely not. There's no reason for them to. I there right. that would only be drawing attention to it. Um, a majority of people who play Nintendo games probably don't even know this is happening, except if they might have read like the Kotaku or IGN articles about it. And even then, like. I don't. Yeah, Nintendo's never. I would say like ninety percent of people that play Nintendo games probably either don't know, don't or care, like especially yeah, don't, don't know care. or don't care. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree, and that's what. Yeah. And that's the problem too is that you know when you look at like a Valve game or like Riot or Blizzard or whatever, like the the competitive side and all of that and the community based stuff is very tied, I think, to the game, right? Whereas Nintendo, there are a ton right. of people who just casually play the game, maybe, you know, just on their own, and have no connection to following the industry or news about games and stuff like that, you know, other than maybe at a very surface level. So, yeah, they can easily get away with doing this kind of stuff. And even if they, if a lot of people knew, they're still going to put out some Mario game or Pokemon game or Animal Crossing game that's going to, you know, sell a billion copies. And it's going to make all of this stuff negligible, you know, in the grand scheme of things. I, I think what it comes down to, like kind of the basic gist that I picked up um, is that, you know, people are mad that Nintendo cares more about their own IPs than they do, like, the competitive community, or at least for the free Melee, particularly. And yeah, I think that that's obviously true. They Nintendo care Nintendo cares more about its IPs. That's probably the, their number one. Like, they care more about their IPs than anything else. And I think that... I think you nailed it. Like, a lot of these other games, like, competitive scene really is tied into, you know, how these games are viewed and how they're played. And, like, with Nintendo, it's not... It's not really that way, and it's never, 
it's never traditionally been that way either. So I, I don't know. I right. hope that it changes in the future. Um, but you know, in Nintendo, if, if they're one thing, it's slow to change. So, yeah, that's the thing. And I think another thing too, is that a lot of people expected, you know, I mean, I remember when Splatoon two, I think it was, they had that commercial where like a bunch of people like are in a big esports arena and Splatoon two is being played. It's like, it's all promotion, right? It's all like smoke and mirrors and it sucks to like, kind of be reminded of that over and over like Nintendo's feigned support of the competitive scene, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, unfortunately i don't i don't see things getting better i've said for years i don't think nintendo is ever gonna care like we want them to in terms of competitive stuff and that's why i play more other games competitively more often lately like rather than like smash or mm-hmm. splatoon but shout out to the smash community and splatoon community you know two communities i've been involved for involved in for a while um stepping up to the plate every time and like really letting people know like hey this is this this is whack this sucks, you know. We should, so this should change, and and trying to make that happen, especially because the big house is like a a quintessential competitive melee tournament too. Sucks that it kind of went down that way, sure. but we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, we get some good news in the future, and and who knows, maybe melee online is right around the corner. We don't even know it. Uh, who who knows? I mean, there could be anything coming around the corner. You know what? I like that. We'll end on this. I'm not really involved in competitive anything really because i'm generally not very good at video games but uh for those that are for those that that put their blood sweat and tears into these events and stuff like that you know i i hope that nintendo comes around eventually um so yeah we'll we'll end on that um one one place that we could see uh smash online announced is the game awards which uh are just around the corner here they are later this week on the 10th of December, apparently there are a whole slew of um, video game announcements to be had during there. So I don't know. I, you know what? I'm I'm not super jazzed up for the Game Awards to be honest. I remember back in like 2016 we had a lot of Breath of the Wild stuff. In 2017 we had the Champions Ballad DLC. In 2018 I think we had some cool stuff. But the last like Joker, two years, I think then. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last two years, especially last year, my God, watching the Game Awards and, and watching them and like covering them to see if there was any breaking news coming out, I could have watched paint dry last year and been just as entertained. I, I don't know if you watch the Game Awards or if you follow them, but like I just remember last year's show in particular was just horrid. It was so, it was so bad, and I'm not really hmm. super pumped to watch them this year. See, I, I don't know about you, but I really enjoy bad stuff. So, like, bad movies, bad TV. So, like, the Game Awards just fits that, like, perfect amount of, like, video game media, like, badness. That it just, mm, it, it goes back to, to being entertaining to me. It's like watching, uh, like, I love going on YouTube and watching, like, compilations of, like, the worst E3 conferences over the years. Because that stuff just, I love the cringe and the, the awfulness to it. So I look forward to the Game Awards every year for the memes and the cringe and all the stupid stuff that they, I don't know what they're doing or who they're trying to cater to, what audience it is, but it's certainly not me <laughs> and it is funny nonetheless. So I, I like the Game Awards. It's always, there's always something interesting that happens. Yeah, it's kind of boring and I kind of have it off to the side while I'm, you know, on the internet or whatever, but you know, I wouldn't watch it with my full attention, right? But it makes for some good laughs every year, and sometimes some good news announcements. So I, I look forward to it, actually. 
You know what? I, I would look forward to it more if it was worse. Or if it was better. But I feel like it's just so mediocre that it's just like... Just a slog to get through. But you know what? I'm, I'm going in with low expectations. So it'll be easier for the Game Awards to, um, to surpass them for me this year. One thing that we should talk about, the internet is a buzz because one Brie Larson is uh, presenting an award or something like that uh, at the Game Awards. And so, of course, people are just like, she's there to announce something Metroid-related. No way! <laughs> <laughs> now, oh. I, I don't necessarily think that that's true, but that would be pretty freaking cool if that ended up being the case... Yeah, I, I think it's 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 funny. Well, I don't want to say because the internet's full of a ton of people, and it's not the same people. But like you know, some Metroid fans like you know, oh, don't want Brie Larson to do Metroid stuff. But at the same time, oh my God, Brie Larson's there. Oh, must be announcing something Metroid related. Can't wait. But obviously, those are two different kinds uh. of people, or usually two different people. That being said, yeah, I'm sure it has nothing to do with Metroid. Um, probably has something to do with Avengers or something Marvel related. I would have to expect because. I don't know why else she would be there. Um, I'm mostly excited because Stephen A. Smith is going to be there. And I'm a oh huge Stephen God. A. Smith fan. So, of course um, you are. Of course <laughs> how could you, you not be? Stephen A. Smith is hilarious. What are you talking about? Okay. Oh I, I, don't, I don't care. I know some people are like, oh, he's never talked about video games. I don't think he's ever said anything about video games. Who cares? He is hilarious. I don't care if he's never even touched a controller in his life. I don't care what he's there. He could talk. He could be talking about basketball for all i care i'm very excited about that i'm sure it's going to be a 30 second segment he'll be there and gone in a blink of an eye but it'll be funny i hope because he's funny and entertaining so yeah plus one on that i'm most excited yeah, yep. for him and the guy who i don't know his name the guy who said like uh the uh, the, he, the oscars he, guy he's yeah. there too come on i mean this is a star-studded lineup this year man i don't know what to tell you he well, he was back last year too, though, and he wasn't. He oh wasn't yeah, he, half as entertaining, unfortunately. Yeah, but it's it's like the trilogy, right? Like he's coming back for the third time's the charm. Like this is there's a lot more buzz, I think. Like there's they're bringing him back for the like this is it. Like this is the one. Like he's I don't know. I think a lot more people are excited to see him this year. That's just my general um, perception. You know, what, before we move on from Brie Larson, actually, I have a, a little funny tidbit for you here, Dak. So I was interviewing. Um, the, the voice actors that does Zelda or plays Zelda in the new Age of Calamity game. And I was asking the Zelda Dungeon community for questions. And uh, one of them kind of jokingly asked, like, ask her if she thinks that Brie Larson should play Samus. So I did. And uh, the voice actress that, that plays Zelda was just like, oh, yeah, Brie Larson is great. So there you go. Chalk one up for the Brie Larson and Samus team. I think she'd be great. Yeah. I, I think she'd be great, too. You know, and and who are we to say if she wouldn't be, right? Like, who knows? No one's really tried it. <laughs> so if she wants to give it a shot, I'm just, you know, hey, go for it. I'm all, I'm down for it. I think, you know. Whatever. All right. So I want, to, uh, I want to go over the Game of the Year nominations. We'll skip everything else, but I, I want to go over there. We could give a little pick, and maybe we can just quickly talk about any of the games that we've played on this Game of the Year list. So the nominations are Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. I, I think that this is the, since I can remember, this is the, the year with the fewest Game of the Year like nominations that I've ever played. I've only played one of these games. What, Animal Crossing? <laughs> 
You know what? No, actually, I'm not really a, a big Animal Crossing kind of. I guy. hope Animal Crossing doesn't win. I don't. Um, I know people want it to win. I don't think it should. To be honest, but. the only one that I've played is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which of oh, okay. uh, you know that that would probably be my game of the year in general right now, anyways. Um, but I mean, it's I, I feel like, and maybe it's just me, but I feel like this is kind of a soft year for games. Like there, I didn't have much to pick from, so I think I would go with Final Fantasy VII Remake as my personal uh, pick, with maybe Ori and the Will of the Wisps kind of in second place there. But um, how many of these games have you played, Dak? And and of the selection here, what would uh, what would be your game of the year? Uh, let's see. I've, I've obviously played Animal Crossing. I played a little. Still need to finish uh, Doom Eternal. Great game, though. Um, I don't know if I'd pick it as game of the year, but maybe I will. It's it's a great game. Final Fantasy. I didn't play, but I watched a bunch of, and that was cool. Hades again didn't play, but watched a bunch of. It feels like it's like indie game of the year. Is it game of the year though? I don't know. I've never been good at picking like what the game of the year is, to be honest. I feel like Last of Us 2 is kind of like the the obvious pick. I feel like that's the one that's going to win. And what was what was the other one? Um, uh, so we got Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, Ghost Hades, of Tsushima. Animal that's Crossing. what it was. I, I think that yeah. might have a, a really good case for it. I think that game, um, which I also played some of and didn't finish <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at finishing games until like a little while later i always get caught up in other games um but i thought that game was really good and felt like it, it felt like a really full experience that was really enjoyable and they also added some cool content throughout the year um that might be the the solid pick you know game of the year uh final fantasy maybe too i don't know this is a hard one to pick from because i didn't really either get to play many of these games all the way through um right. and yeah, it's it's an odd year for that, but I think it's probably going to be Last of Us or Final Fantasy is probably what's going to end up getting picked. Is what I'm expecting. Uh, so I was going to say I think the favorite is the Last of Us, and the second favorite would be Ghost of Tsushima. So I'll pick Tsushima because I just want to be different from you. I, I think that I hope Tsushima that's gonna be my pick. Yeah, you know what? I heard that it was like um, a really beautiful game, but it was, well, I heard a lot of people describe it as kind of Assassin's Creed set in Japan. And I don't think that it was meant to be derogatory, but like, I still have, like, I've never recovered from Assassin's Creed burnout when they released them like every single year and they all got kind of, they still release them every single year. <laughs> I, I know, but like back yeah. when they were just like yeah. really, like really bad, you know? Yeah, um, you're right. Uh, maybe I'll just say Doom Eternal cause Doom is cool. Big fan of Doom. I, Still never played Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal coming to the Switch, by the way, uh, in yeah. like two weeks. So shout out, shout out to Doom and all. I bet you that he's excited. He's probably not. Doom definitely I'm sure excited. He already has it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to be going down on uh, on Thursday, and uh, I'm pretty excited to uh, to check that out and and watch. Even though last year wasn't very exciting, I think that this year probably has the potential to be. Um, one thing that's been making its way around the rumor mill, Dak is that what Brie Larson could be announcing at the Game Awards <laughs> is that Samus is going to be a playable character in Fortnite. And uh, I think that we've already got confirmation that both Kratos and Master Chief were in Fortnite. Is that correct? So from what I saw, there was a leak of... So there's they would be like skins, right? It's so like a Master Chief skin and a Kratos skin. I saw some other things like a gravity hammer, pickaxe and the pelican and like a mini warthog 
which I thought was funny because the mongoose exists, but I guess that's not as iconic. And uh, so I saw images of that, and that seemed to be confirmed. And from what I read, it seemed like the person who leaked those or, like, there was a rumor that Master Chief and Kratos and Samus would all be being added by skins uh, to Fortnite, and then the Master Chief and Kratos images appeared. So people were like, oh, well, that means the Samus uh, part of the rumor is also true. So... I haven't seen any actual images of that, though, to confirm it. So it might just be Master Chief and Kratos, and maybe that part of the rumor isn't right. But it could very well be that Samus, at least as a skin, will be in Fortnite. Um, a crossover that uh, has, has, hit the, has hit the internet with mixed, I think, responses for many Metroid fans. I but think that's fair. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely fair. But I thought that was interesting because I saw, like, oh, Samus is trending. And I'm like, oh, why? And I saw it was Fortnite-related. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I've, I've got bad news for you, Dak. Samus was not trending because of Fortnite, actually. Oh, wait, uh, really? Oh, no. S- Samus was trending because th- there is... Let's just say there is an X-rated Samus video making the rounds <laughs> around the wait, internet. Wait, what? Wait, are you serious? Uh, yep, I'm serious. I didn't even see... Oh, wow. I can't believe that. That's, I thought it was the Fortnite thing. I, I genuinely didn't really didn't know that. What the... F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't. Ah, want to, you I missed. Don't want to I missed out. I missed out. Um. So you know, I you kind of alluded to this, and uh, I want to touch on this a little bit. Some people, when they heard that Samus was in Fortnite, literally were just like, "Oh, that's horrible! Fortnite doesn't deserve Samus. That's a that's a stain on the Metroid name." I know how you feel about this, but like, and, and I feel the same. But I just like, I don't get it. That's in my mind, I'm like, that's so ridiculous because, like, you want to talk about bringing new people to the Metroid series? Like, Fortnite is still one of the biggest games in the world. Like, maybe it's not as popular as it was a year ago, but, like, come on. You have so many people playing Fortnite and young kids playing Fortnite that, that you know, it, it can work exactly the same way that Smash does where it's like, oh, I really like this robot-looking guy. Who's this Who's this Metroid person or this Samus person? They do a little bit of research and say, like, Oh, it's actually a she. She's from Metroid. I'm going to try one of these Metroid games. And hopefully by then we have Prime Trilogy or Prime 4 on the Switch. And it's like, wow, this is really fun. And like, you've got a new Metroid fan for life. It's it's such a simple formula to me. And it's so easy. And I like I guess I understand the people that are just like, oh, I don't like this. I think this sucks. And, and I think Fortnite sucks. And like, that's totally okay, right? It, you don't have to love Fortnite. But like, just think of the growth for the series and the and the exposure and the and the new fans that it'll bring. I I don't know. I just like, you know, I've never played uh, a minute of Fortnite in my life, but like, man, I hope that this is true. You know? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think any kind of crossover, with mo- with some exceptions, is is a really good idea for Metroid in general and for most things. And this is definitely not an exception for or like you know, this is not an exception in that case. I think this is a great idea. In that, like, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's awesome to have Samus show up in another game, especially a popular one. Like, I don't play Fortnite, but obviously Fortnite is super popular. I think the, the, a bit of a consensus for some people who don't like it is like, well, you know, it's not really going to bring people into, into Metroid. Like, do you really think people playing or kids playing Fortnite really care about Metroid or like would really get into it playing uh, as using the Samus skin? Um, and, I, and I'll admit that, like, yeah, it's probably more likely that someone playing Smash are going to get into Metroid because they're both Nintendo games and kind of, you know, a little more similar than, like, Fortnite, which is not a Nintendo game, is only recently on, you know, a, a Nintendo kind of platform and, uh, you know, isn't exactly the same as, like, Metroid itself or Smash. 
So I can kind of understand that, but I still do think people playing uh, kids or whoever playing Fortnite, whoever it is of any age, could still you know play a Samus and be like, oh, this might this is cool, I might check it out. And at the very least, even if they don't, just having Samus appear in more media in general, I think is good. Like to have more visibility for the brand and and more people at least be somewhat interested or at least see it, right? And 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 be like you know have some kind of reaction to it. I think is good, uh, you know. And then of course the other people are like, oh well, Fortnite sucks, blah blah blah. And like, eh, you know, Fortnite has, uh, you know, crossovers with John Wick and the Mandalorian and Marvel movies. Like, I don't think Metroid's above that, right? Like, I think, I think it'd be of cool. Course. I think, you know, I think that'd be awesome. And don't, I don't think it devalues either. Like, if it doesn't make Metroid any less like good or anything. If anything, I think it legitimized it a little bit to have Samus up with all those other big properties, right? Um, so yeah, I think this is awesome. Will it get me to play Fortnite? Uh, it, it, it might, honestly, I am, cons- I, I, when I'm going to play it though, I'm like, ah, oh, these sweaty 15 year olds who can build in two seconds are going to destroy me. I'm probably going to play like a game or two, like, all right, I'm good on that. But the, the master chief stuff is exciting to me and I'd like to see more halo representation and then Metroid too. So yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea and, um, I hope it's, that's the thing. I hope that it's real. We haven't seen any confirmation. I would like to see that happen though. I think that'd be really sick. Yeah. I just like, I feel like. So what I described were like young kids play as Samus and they're like, oh, this is cool. They, they, and they get into Metroid. So that's the best case scenario, right? The worst case scenario is nothing. There's no, it's risk free. Like if you put Samus in and people are just like, oh, neat. Uh, this is a nice skin to play as played it once. I'm going to try something else. Like there is yeah. no risk. It's not like you're, you're dragging down the, the good name of Samus by putting her into Fortnite, or you're not dragging down metroid it's like it's literally just like a hundred percent risk-free with the potential for rewards like mm-hmm. you know i i agree i agree with you there's probably not a lot of people or there's not as many people that are going to be you know playing Fortnite and get into metroid the same way that i think a lot of people did with smash but like i think that there's probably enough that can make it worthwhile because like you know, I, I can't imagine it's a huge cost to anybody to make this happen. It's probably just the licensing deal, which Nintendo and Metroid would benefit from anyways. So, yeah, I, I don't know. This is such a no-brainer to me. Um, I, I think that, like, I think that Metroid Anywhere is a good option. And I know that we Metroid fans are, like, you know, we're very protective of Metroid. And rightfully so, because, I mean, you know, when Metroid is good, there's nothing better. But when it's when it's been bad, like in Other M and Federation Force, it's it feels like one more bad thing in the Metroid series could spell the end of it. So, like, I get that we're all protective of Metroid, but like, you know, eventually you have to do things to level up and take your your franchise to the to into the next step, right? So, I think that this could be one of many things and you know what it may be nothing but it could get some new eyeballs onto metroid so yeah i don't know i I just saw a lot of people really reacting negatively to this and i was like man i hope that this is true (laughs) you know yeah yeah i I 100 feel that i will as a big metroid fan i think this is awesome put samus in more things i want to see her do the default dance for fortnite i don't care who cares if it's silly or a little dumb? It's video games like (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) all right like who cares um but yeah, I, I think I, I hope we get some cool news at the Game Awards soon. I know the Master Chief and Kratos stuff hasn't been like fully confirmed yet, so maybe they'll pop all three at the Game Awards, and, and who knows where it'll go. And yeah, maybe it'll bring some new people into Metroid. If it doesn't, it's still a cool thing, and at least you know 
it's some brand awareness at the very least for some people who play metroid they and also fortnite it'll be cool for them maybe some metroid fans will check out fortnite but i like to think yeah like you said a few people would would check out metroid as well if they did hopefully they'd uh they'd enjoy it yep i agree um what do you think the chances are that we get a metroid prime trilogy announcement at the game awards or like a metroid a metroid anything announcement oh. what do you what, Give me a percentage. What do you think those a, chances are? All right, so a Metroid anything being like a 5% chance. Like a, okay. a Metroid any game, like Trilogy, a Prime 4 related, or Metroid 5 or whatever, like 5% chance, if that. I think it's so low. Of all the things Nintendo could announce, like that's. I think they're going to be packing some heat if they're going to, but they don't really ever go too hard. If anything, they might even do another Smash announcement. I think that's probably more likely. So I'm going to put it to like the 5, maybe 10% range if it's like Metroid Prime Trilogy related. But even then, like the Trilogy is like, it's a big thing for us Metroid fans. But I think in the grand scheme, of th- and even for some Nintendo fans and like, you know, some communities on the internet, but I think in the grand scheme of things, it wouldn't be like the craziest announcement. I think it would be a great announcement and like a good one, but... Um, for the game awards, right. I don't I don't know if that's like what they would go with because that's it's game award the game awards is like a more like broader, mainstreamier casually at times audience, and so I think they'd probably want to you know reveal something that's you know more speaks to the, a bigger crowd I guess. Yeah, I, you know what I was gonna say like five percent as well. I think the more the most likely I know I'm just, I'm stealing all of your <laughs> ideas today. Um, the most likely thing I think is definitely trilogy because I, I just I have to imagine that that is like ready to go and they're just I don't know what they're waiting for but uh, I have to imagine that it's ready. They to just go. gotta grab some emulators off the internet like they did with the Mario Collection. Easy, <sighs> easy, done. Easy. I could do it for them. Easy. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's not really any Switch 2021 games announced. I think there's like Mario U or whatever the Wii U the- game was called. Well, isn't yeah? Isn't there like a new? Well, there's a new version of Mario and Rabbids coming out, right? Isn't there like an expansion? And there's, isn't there? I thought there was. There was a. There is some DLC, but that came out forever ago. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I could have sworn that was Um, for 2021. I think they've only got like. uh, I don't even. Not a lot. Not much. My my point is that like I feel like we're gonna see Zelda maybe some. Oh, I you know what? I don't Breath even Breath of the Wild too. Zelda. Oh man, if if that happens, I will lose my mind. But I just can't, I can't imagine that that's happening at the Game Awards. But fingers crossed. Um, I I think we have to see something from Nintendo though, because like you've got one game to show for 2021, and we are like three weeks away from 2021. So uh, hopefully they oh they show oh something. Uh, this they probably won't show at the Video Game Awards, but Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury that's coming out on February 12th in 2021. So mm, that's yes, that's what right. I was referring to, but that's not a new game. No, that, I think that's a Wii U port, and the other game I was yeah, yeah the other it's, game it's I was a, Wii U was a Wii U port with port like too. some added content, yeah, new content. Yeah. Well, uh, I hope that they uh, announce something cool. Um, you know what? We in the spirit of Samus in uh, in Fortnite potentially happening, Dak and I kind of put our heads together and we thought of some of our absolute favorite Metroid cameos that we've seen over the years and. Uh, one of the ones that always stuck out to me, Dak, it, because it seemed so random, and I have never played a minute of this game in my life, but when Samus's car got into Rocket League, I thought that was so cool, because Rocket League is, is like this huge, you know, 
gaming platform now. Like it's a, it's a game as service platform. And I was just like, I was so flabbergasted that, that a Metroid car got into Rocket League. And I thought it was so cool. And uh, it always really stuck out to me as, as kind of, it made me proud of, of Metroid in that moment. Plus Samus's car looks like freaking awesome in that game. And, and you play Rocket League, right? I do, but I play Rocket League on PC, so I can't use that. It's only on Switch. Oh, no. So, like, which I get, obviously. It's like a Switch-exclusive skin. But uh, I do think that is cool. I just wish that I could I could use it on, on PC, which is where I play the game. I do think that is awesome, though, like, to have that reference to to the Metroid games in a pretty, re- like, a really popular game. Though it, it that uh, collaboration did happen, like, I want to say a couple years ago. So Rocket League... A couple League, years ago, yeah. Yeah, like, Rocket League's much bigger now. Um, so maybe they'll maybe they'll do another round of Nintendo skins at some point. That'd be cool. That'd be good. And there's, like, there's a ton of them, uh, these different skins. There's, like, the classic various suit. There's, like, this fusion suit-looking looking car skin. Uh, it's, it, I don't know. It looks very cool. I thought... It always really stuck out to me as being kind of one of my one of my favorites. Um, another, it's it's more a cameo really than a uh, than a crossover. But one of the ones that I always remember, it was the first time that I had ever seen Metroid in another game at all. I'll never forget it. Playing Super Mario RPG as God a kid, damn it. and you run into that. Samus in the end. It was great. Yeah, I was gonna say that she's like sleeping in her bed or something. <laughs> Yes. In her suit. <laughs> and she she's mumbling about, like, Mother Brain. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It, it always stuck with me as, as one of my, like, um, absolute favorites. You know, I was uh, I was going through this list earlier, actually, and, like, Samus has really been in a lot of different games, more than I remember. Um, like, there's really, there's there's quite a bit more than I remember, actually. There's, like... Dynasty Warriors, you can you can fight as uh, Zero Suit Samus. Zero Suit Samus also shows up as a skin in Fatal Frame in a very mm-hmm. in a very risque uh, <laughs> Zero Suit as well. And then uh, I almost forgot about this, but like I remember playing Bayonetta and downloading the Samus skin, and like I just wore that the whole game. So yeah, there's a lot of like cool different Metroid crossovers, and I'm hoping that you know we can add to that list pretty soon with with Fortnite. Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think. So you, you took my, the super Mario RPG one where I can't really be that mad about it because that's like such an obvious pick. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that I enjoyed from animal crossing. I want to say, aren't th- I, I, I think there are a couple like Metroid items you can grab like her, her helmet or like a ship in the previous games. And I always like mm-hmm. the animal crossing items you could get. Um, which I don't know. As a, whenever I would play Animal Crossing, that would always be a cool thing to to get the Metroid stuff. Um, I also know in like Hollow Knight, they have these kind of floating. Uh, they're called Umus. So if you ever played Hollow Knight, they look like Metroids. They're like big, like Metroid larva sa- stage, like almost like jellyfish. Um, those are really cool. That was always like one of my favorite things to notice in Hollow Knight. Obviously, Guacamelee has a bunch. Um, also, in I don't know if you ever have played this, but I want to say in uh, Heroes of the Storm, the Blizzard game, uh, there is no, the the that. the medic from StarCraft Two has a skin that is uh, the coloring is for the various suit. It's like orange with red in the middle and yellow, and then like a green 
uh, kind of like pack or whatever and like an orange shield. So it has like the various suit kind of look to it. Um, mm-hmm. Even her like helmet has like a green visor. Uh, and uh, it's actually it's it's a pretty cool. It's a pretty good look. And I remember always being like, oh, that's why I would play medic in a. Uh, and and heroes of the storm i'll send you the here i just sent you the the image on discord so you can look real quick um yeah so i even believe there's actually a a metroid larva on a one of the maps in starcraft 2 i'm trying to remember the name of it i want to it was it was on some map but you could see in a 2v2 map or 1v1 map actually this heroes of the storm yeah yeah yeah, there's a couple I I think I don't think they ever added it, but people wanted like um, Blizzard to add like a Farah skin for Overwatch. Like Farah's the the rocket launcher, like jetpack character. Um, mm-hmm. She's from I believe Egypt, and it's a pretty cool character that I would use a lot. And she has like you know an arm cannon or like a rocket launcher or whatever. And I don't think they ever end up adding like a Samus skin, but people thought they would because of like the Heroes of the Storm thing. That'd always be cool, or would be cool. Um, two other ones that stuck out to me. I thought of you instantly. When I saw this deck. So the good news is that uh, it's not Samus, but our boy Ridley made a cameo in another game. The bad news is that it was in Dead or Alive, which was developed by Team Ninja. And it was the oh, Metroid yeah. other M version <laughs> of Ridley. And like this looks basically exactly like the like the stage that they have in Smash 4. And like Ridley shows up as a as a stage hazard and you and you fight him and he's got the same kind of weird beak that he has in metroid other m so it's cool to see him show up in another game and not just samus but like a little bit too bad that this is the uh the version of ridley that we get so i thought that that was funny i do remember that this was dead or alive dimensions uh for the ds or whatever it was and i think that's yeah it was like the it had like the 3d enabled I think it was like for the 3DS, I think, right? Um, yeah, yeah. it was like an early 3DS game, like 2011, 2012, or whatever. Um, and I wanted to, say, I want to say that I was excited because I thought that Samus might be in the game because they added that stage and like she'd be an unlockable character. Like, oh, I'm gonna finally get into Dead or Alive because of this. Um, and they never did that. They only added the Metroid Other M stage, and I still thought it was cool, even though it was from Other M, which sucks. And it had the well, the other M version of Ridley. I still thought it was pretty sick to have like a Metroid stage and like Ridley actually showing up, and then like Samus shows up with a power bomb and all of that. Like I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Dead or Alive has had some cool crossovers. You know, it had like the, one of the Spartans in uh, Dead or Alive Four or Five on the Xbox at one point. And there are a bunch of cool games that have had like good fighting game crossovers. I would love to see Samus in an actual fighting game. Like if they ever put her in like Soul Calibur or Tekken. Like I think she, other than Link, like they've done Link already. So you know, in Soul Calibur two, and he sucked, even though he was really cool, and I used him all the time. I think if they oh, did another Link was Link was awesome. Link Link is is categorically the worst character in the game. Anyway, um, he's really cool, and I used him, but he's he is the worst character in the game. Anyway, uh, but if they did another kind of crossover with that and like Soul Calibur or Tech or whatever, I think Samus would be such a cool pick. But I thought this was cool. I thought this was like an awesome like little nod to Metroid. It was like, you know, one to one for what happens in Other M, like the stage itself. And yeah, this was a, a cool crossover. I wish they did more with it. Yeah, maybe it's because I've got Warrior's Fever because I've been playing so much Age of Calamity, but like. I really would love now to see Metroid Warriors because, like, I, I this this genre has I've been won over. It won me over. Oh well, let's let's get Calamity. into that because I know we we made a little bit of a list of like our favorite Metroid cameos and crossovers. But like, let's let's go into we've done this a little bit before, but I wanted to do this again. Like ideas for Metroid crossovers, like, and you want you want a Metroid Warriors, right? 
Well, you know what? So originally I pitched that because I was like, well, it kind of, it seems to make sense. Like it kind of fits with the brand. They've done Zelda slash Warriors. They've done Fire Emblem slash Warriors. That one just made the most logical sense to me. But I wasn't a fan of the Warriors games. I, I don't like the first Hyrule Warriors. I don't like Fire Emblem Warriors. But man, Age of Calamity is like really, really good. It's it's really won me over and got me kind of like thinking like, okay, I'd be, I'd be down to see like a Metroid hunters style game where like you can play as all the different like hunters and everyone has their own abilities and like you can unlock Ridley at the end and like he can tear enemies up and stuff like that. Um, it, it, it won me over to the concept before I kind of suggested it as like, uh, I think it's logical and would make sense. And it would have like a somewhat like a more realistic chance of happening than most of the other crossovers, even though it doesn't have a good chance of happening at all. But now I'm just like, yeah, I would love to see this. I think it'd be cool. I've never gotten into the Warriors games. I'm not really a big, like, mash on random hordes of, like, generic enemies kind of guy. So I never really got into yeah. Warriors. I do want, I still have to try out Age of Calamity. I think the biggest thing for me is, like, the whole plot implications and the Zelda characters. But I didn't play the first Hyrule Warriors for that reason, because of the mashy kind of gameplay. Now I'm more interested. I still got to check it out. Metroid Warriors, it still feels like to me, like, Metroid speaks more to like an FPS like multiplayer kind of game than like a, a beat 'em up like warrior style game just because of like how Metroid works that you both in 2D and 3D. But I, I think it would be cool to you know open it up in terms of characters, right? Because there are a bunch of characters that like you know enemy types and all of that that might not work in like an FPS or something like that or like Ridley, you know, rather than a Warriors game where they'd probably work a lot better in. So. That would, I, I would play it for sure, 100%, if they made a, War, a Metroid Warriors yeah. game. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think what I've learned from Age of Calamity is that, like, in order for a game like that to work, like, it has to mean something. It can't just be a random agreed. Like, mash-a-thon. Like, there has to be a story reason behind it. There has to be focus behind it. I mean, like, for, for me, like, <clears throat> surprisingly, Age of Calamity is actually pretty heavy on story. And, like, it, it is, you know, button mashing and stuff like that, for sure. But the, you can... But there's a purpose to it. Add a little bit of... There's a purpose to it, and, like, there's there's different enemy varieties enough that it feels like, you know, at least you're not doing it for no reason. Oh, for sure, yeah. That's why I'm interested in it. That's why... That's the thing with the Metroid Warriors game, is that if it is just, like... It has all these random Metroid characters, and they're on some, like, I don't know, nonsense kind of plot, like, whatever... I'd be like, eh, I'll play it because it's Metroid, but I'd be more interested if it has some kind of plot implications mm-hmm. or has some kind of meaning to it and wasn't just like a fan fiction mash game which i think like the first hyrule warriors pretty much is right i don't oh, know if it, i'd it want totally that is. kind of version i'd want more of like an age of calamity kind of metroid warriors than a hyrule warriors original kind of metroid warriors yeah um yeah i don't know i i would i would love to see it now though age I, of calamity I, won me over i you know what i want to see i still really want to see the crossover with samus Doom Slayer and Master Chief, the the adventure of a lifetime, where the three strongest warriors in the galaxy go on some epic adventure, some epic quest, and all pal around and destroy alien life together. That's the crossover I really want to see. If you follow me on Twitter, I retweet some artwork of that a bunch. I love that. That's my currently my favorite uh, fan thing right now is the three of them going on an adventure. Let's make it happen. Microsoft owns two of the IPs. Nintendo owns one. Have the three of them go together. 
Uh, doesn't that doesn't have to be canon, but I think they could do a cool story. Like imagine imagine Samus, Master Chief, Doom Slayer, like Arbiter versus like uh, like a Grave Mind Ridley. Like how sick would that be? I think that would be so awesome. I thought that would be really cool, and I've been wanting that for so long. More more than Metroid Warriors, damn it. Uh, I say just add them to Smash. Just have them I'd rather, Yeah, I'd rather that. You wouldn't want like a whole cool like Metroid Prime-ish Halo Doom Doom kind of game with the three of them. Uh, you wouldn't be down for that. How epic would that be? I mean, I'd play it. I'd, yeah. I'd play it. Yeah. But uh, you know, the, the thing with me is like when they when a game kind of exists in like its own canonical bubble and doesn't really relate to anything, it's it's a little bit less attractive to me. So I mean, I'd I'd play it though if it was kind of goofy and fun and. And big and like you know, I, I'd play it. Now, what I think we've talked about this before, but are there any other like Nintendo franchises you'd want to see? I know we've talked about it previously, but maybe your mind has changed a little bit. Are there any other like Nintendo franchises you'd want Metroid to to mix up a little bit with? Um, F Zero is still perfect. It's the perfect series. They they can totally exist in the same world. The tone is the same. The tenor is the same. Um, that's the obvious answer. I don't know. I, I I think that that's. I'd be more interested in like, like a Metroid Dead Space crossover. Like that mm. that would be so cool. Or like Metroid um, Zone of End. I don't know something something like that. If mm. it's if it's just strictly Nintendo, F Zero is the one that makes sense to me. And like get Captain Falcon out of the out of the Blue Falcon and have him doing some actual bounty hunter stuff like he's supposed to be. Um, other than that, no, not really. I feel like, uh, you know, if it was a serious crossover, F-Zero is the one. And if it's just a big, goofy, you know, dumb crossover, then like, I mean, bring it on. Like, let's talk, let's talk Star Fox, let's talk whatever, right? Like, it kind of depends on the tone and tenor of the game. Well, I, I put a little bit of a list together for you of some other ideas I had real quick to okay. run through for you and i do agree on that point i think it is important to know like the serious versus not serious thing but i'm and i've thought about this more i think my stance on it on metroid crossovers in the past was different but now i'm like bring it on give me some serious metroid and pikmin crossover metroid and Star Fox crossover like and make it super serious like you know what i, I think that would be entertaining but here's some that some that i was thinking of so i still think metroid and zelda would be really cool like either Samus somehow gets like thrown into the past into like a into Hyrule somehow and like deals with that or like a future link in like Samus's world. I think that'd be really sick and see it from their both perspectives. Obviously Star Fox would be cool like a ground and airspace fighting kind of game. I always thought Kid Icarus and Metroid makes the most sense cuz they're like kind of counterparts in the way in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like one's more angels and demons, one's all aliens and and space warriors, but they're very much one and the same, especially the originals. Like, maybe, like, a co-op 2D side-scroller, but instead of, like, you know, like, Tropical Freeze, like Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, it's, you know, it's Pit and Samus somehow. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta and Zero Suit Samus. Action game, boom. Easy. Done. Um, I also thought it'd be cool to somehow put together Metroid and Fire Emblem and do, like, a tactical RPG with, like, the Galactic Federation versus some kind of futuristic like fire emblem uh empire or something and samus is like one of the main generals or something like that. I, th- I always thought a, a tactical rpg or tactical metroid game would be really cool some kind of like rts or, or tactical F- uh, fire emblem style rpg would, I agree. would 
would be up Metroid's alley, and, and if they're going to do a crossover, Fire Emblem would make the most sense. Um, Paper- I agree. I think I think Fire yeah. Emblem would be sweet. Yeah. Um, Paper Metroid, got to do that. Oh, thing. for sure. Yeah, um, sure. and and Xenoblade, I was against this last time we talked about this, but if they did like a Xenoblade X crossover, because that's like with all the mechs and whatnot, I could maybe see that happen. It still feels a little too anime-y for, for me, for Metroid, so I don't know how that would work, but at this point, like, you know, anime goes hand-in-hand with, with sales. <laughs> you gotta make, gotta make things more anime. I think um, it could work, too, because, like, each, each Xenoblade title is, like, different in its uh in its art style like maybe not like drastically different but like you can make those characters look more realistic like the the mm-hmm. xenoblade x characters look far more realistic than yeah. like, the xenoblade 2 characters do right so like yeah I, I think that 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 could exist yeah exactly i i agree with you there they feel even though it feels anime it feels a little more like not grounded but uh, yeah i guess like more realistic um yeah those mm-hmm. are my ideas for nintendo ones obviously like non-nintendo you know you got your dooms your your I, a dead space i thought was a good one obviously halo metal gear solid would be interesting i think you know imagine like snake versus samus somehow or like a stealth like like that could be like your stealth metroid game um resident evil would be like a cool horror crossover obviously castlevania i feel like you got to put the two of those together oh yeah you know if yeah, you could somehow would... do that uh you know monster hunter put like ridley in a monster hunter game and just have it be ridley you know what actually samus is in monster hunter i was uh i meant to bring that up and i forgot oh right yeah isn't she, there she's art? uh like a skin yeah, or something she's dlc i think and no i think she's like your own character she's like oh really it, yeah she's in monster hunter 4 and she is in zero suit form she has this like ginormous arm cannon as her weapon <laughs> that's cool it, it's pretty right, cool there you actually. go you know what? Um, I I like the Fire Emblem idea a lot because like I feel like it would be cool to see a futuristic version of Fire Emblem that kind of mixed up yeah. with, with uh, Metroid because I love like I love the Fire Emblem games. I think that they're so fun. I just I really like that genre in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Surprisingly, the only one I hate is Zelda and Metroid, which is funny really they're my two favorite series in this. Why? In this world. Why do you not want to see these two things mix? You know. Uh, you know why I think I do um, is because when I play Zelda and when I p- play Metroid, I play them to get different things out of those series, if that makes sense. So, like, okay. I, uh, I I don't know. Maybe it's just, like, you don't want to mix one great cocktail with another great cocktail because, you know, you're worried that you're going to get this really off-putting drink. I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously, I would play the heck out of that because that scratches literally every itch that I have, but I, I think that I would, um, I would rather see the other ones before that one. I think that's fair. I think with the Metroid Zelda crossover, if, at least how I feel like it would be more of like a Zelda game with Samus in it or a Metroid game with Link in it, you know, like, I'm not sure how they would really mix the two mm-hmm. together to like, if they somehow mix the two formulas together, like, and really made it like its own distinct thing, that would be cool. But like, I'm imagining like a breath of the wild style Zelda game, and like Samus, like you know, hits the ground like a huge meteor as like some other kind of character you got to deal with or something, you know, <laughs> um, or like you know, Link traversing kind of a more futuristic area and has to ally with Samus, right? Um, but that's interesting. You wouldn't want those. You would want think, the other one because uh, I feel like Zelda and Metroid would be so epic to see like Link and Samus kind of fighting or teaming up. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool, and I think that like. Um, like a cyberpunk kind of Zelda would be very yeah. cool, and like you could you could probably weave Samus into that um, if you were gonna go 
and do that route. I, I, you know what? Maybe, maybe if it was like cyberpunk setting instead of like the classical Zelda as we know it, I'd be right. I'd probably be more down for that. Yeah, I and think. I, and cool. I think people have wanted like a futuristic Zelda for a while, so like that'd be kind of a cool way to do it. Like you know, have it be like Link yeah. somehow, like a future Link in you know somehow in the Metroid universe or related to it. Like that'd be kind. Of, I think that'd be sick. And at the very least, you wouldn't have to like feel like you got to do a full Zelda future game. You kind of dip your toes into it, but at the same time, like a canon futuristic Zelda game on its own would also be sick. I think. Uh, shameless plug here, but we're actually in a couple weeks over on the Champions Cast. We're doing an episode like basically what would a cyberpunk Zelda game look like? And and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this episode after I've had a chance to play uh cyberpunk 2077 so yeah i'm got a lot i'll have a lot of ideas on that in the future for sure um all right well there we go uh i'm i'm hoping that samus gets in to fortnite i really am i think that that would be good Uh, i'm hoping that nintendo kind of smartens up here i think that that would be good i'm hoping that the game awards don't suck that would be great (laughs) and uh to bookmark this episode uh we started with federation force i'm going to end with federation force here i nearly forgot to say but one of my favorite Metroid cameos is the Federation Force poster in Luigi's Mansion 3. I popped big time when I saw that. <laughs> I thought it was great. So uh, that, that that you love to see. I actually didn't know about that. But that that's a funny poster of all things to be in there. That's perfect for Luigi's Mansion. So fitting. It's, it's crazy. And it's because the same developers worked on both games. It's crazy how they made such a great game in Luigi's Mansion 3. And then such a stinker with Federation Force. But... Uh, I'm sure that their budgets were maybe a little bit different. Uh, Deck, let's get out of here and, uh, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, 5% chance we have some Metroid news to talk about next week. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. And, of course, uh, thank you for checking us out over on Podbean and iTunes and Apple Pods, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking us out, liking, subscribing. Uh, Leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. We'd really appreciate that. And, of course... Check us out over on Twitter. I am at Spateri316. Dak is at DakCity underscore. And we are at Omega Metroid Pod. We are out of time, but hopefully we'll be talking to you on Thursday night. If not, then we'll see you next week. Take care.